Hey guys, welcome back to the show and thank you so much for tuning in today. We are going to be wading into the cesspool that is pop culture and I'm not going to say that pop culture is less toxic than politics because frankly it's it's all pretty toxic right now, but at the very least, I hope this episode provides a little bit of a break from the ongoing, you know, pandemic and race riots that we see everywhere on the news currently. So first up, Lizzo, singer, songwriter, flautist, and body positivity activist extraordinaire. She recently released a video to her social media slamming haters and declaring that, you know what, just because she's over 300 pounds, that does not mean that she doesn't work out and isn't fit because she does and she is. You go, girl. Uh, next, in honor of Pride Month, Nickelodeon announced that SpongeBob, everybody's favorite sponge who lives in a pineapple under the sea, is actually gay or queer, asexual. I don't know. He's he's something trendy and progressive, and therefore Nickelodeon is very stunning and brave, and we should definitely give them all of our money. So that's what the agenda is for today. But before we get into it, I want to tell you folks about Simply Safe. So what is the number one sign of a bad home security system? One that is so complicated to use, you never use it. And that is exactly the type of security system that Simply Safe has spent a decade fighting against. Simply Safe was designed to be easy to use while protecting your whole home 24-7. Order online with the click of a button, open the box, place the sensors, plug it in, and your home is protected around the clock. No technician or salesperson has to come and disrupt your life or your house. You don't need to pay any outrageous monthly fees or sign a two-year contract. Simply Safe was named the best overall home security of 2020 by U.S. News and World Report. And their 24-7 professional monitoring and emergency dispatch starts at just 50 cents a day. Head to simplysafe.com slash Lauren and get free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee so you literally have nothing to lose by trying it out. That's simplysafe.com slash Lauren, S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E dot com slash Lauren to make sure that they know our show sent you. All right, so Lizzo, she is a singer who is very popular right now and I, I would be lying if I said that I didn't have a couple of her songs on my Spotify, but in addition to her music, she's also very well known for using her platform to talk about issues like fat acceptance and body positivity. She is a big girl, and frankly, I think it's fair to say that regardless of what she said, her body type was always going to be part of the conversation surrounding her, but Lizzo has really taken that and used it to preach a message of self-love, fat is beautiful, etc, etc. If you've seen the show by now, you know the deal. So she recently posted a short video to her TikTok that I thought it would be fun to go through because she makes some claims about working out that some people are loving on the internet and others not so much. Let's take a look. So I've been working out consistently for the last five years and it may come as a surprise to some of y'all that I'm not working out to have your ideal body type. I'm working out to have my ideal body type. And you know what type that is? None of your business because I am beautiful. I am strong. I do my job and I stay on my job. 
first off, I want to say that I do support the idea, and I think this is the healthiest way to look at it, that if you're working out or even just choosing your clothes, your makeup, whatever it is, you should be doing that kind of thing for yourself, not necessarily for anyone else, right? Because there are always going to be critics out there who tell you you don't look good, you're not doing this or that right, and the only way, I think, to be truly confident and happy as a person is to shut out those negative voices to an extent and just try to be happy with yourself regardless of what other people say. So I'm not trying to hate on that message because I think by and large it is a good one. However, a lot of people specifically in the working out fitness community did point out after they saw that video that if it's true that Lizzo has been working out consistently for five years, then she may want to look into getting a different personal trainer. No hate toward Lizzo, but it's just a sim simply a scientific fact that if you do have a good workout regimen, you should be expending a lot of calories, and if you are in a caloric deficit, uh, that, that should result in weight loss, especially if you are Lizzo's size, but it doesn't look like she's experienced any weight loss. So I don't think it's fat phobic to kind of wonder, hey, uh, if you are working out and, and if that's the case and you like working out, that's amazing. But maybe let's have a conversation about how you could do it in a little bit more of a maybe productive way because there's there's not necessarily anything positive about spending all of this time working out if you aren't experiencing the gains that you maybe could be. And that's, again, no hate just trying to be objective here. And I did want to also point out that there seems to be a little bit of, I'm not sure if it counts exactly as hypocrisy, but it's interesting. She very proudly says, I'm not working out for your ideal body. It's mine. And then goes on to say, I am beautiful. I am all of this stuff. And in my opinion, you can't really have it both ways, right? If, if you are going to say you don't care about anyone else's opinion, it's kind of hard to, at the very same time, insist that you are beautiful and kind of force your beauty on other people. Like, either it doesn't matter what you look like and beauty is in the eye of the beholder, all that, or you are objectively beautiful and everyone needs to find you beautiful. It doesn't really make sense to me to say both, but there is more to this video, and I'm so, I'm just realizing I probably should have given a disclaimer for uh, the, the big butts you've probably just seen if you're watching on video, but oh well. That's my bad. So next time you want to come to somebody and judge them, whether they drink kale smoothies or eat McDonald's or work out or not work out, how about you look at your own self and worry about your own goddamn body because health is not just determined on what you look like on the outside health is also what happens on the inside and a lot of y'all need to do a cleanse for your insides all right so again i'm gonna i'm gonna start with some nice things about the video and then and then move into some criticism because again I'm, I'm trying to be fair here i think it's true that if you are a public figure like lizzo of course is you are going to be getting a lot of criticism from people who frankly could maybe stand to listen to their own advice and i'm sure it is true that a lot of people telling lizzo to lose some weight be healthier aren't living the healthiest lifestyles themselves. So I I think that's maybe a good point for us to not necessarily disregard the concept of health entirely, but maybe spend a little bit more time reflecting on our own lifestyles before we are so quick to judge other people's. And I think that's a perfectly fair message to say. 
However, uh, in this video at the end there, she kind of gets into the, the whole idea that health is more than just what you look like on the outside, it's also what you look like on the inside. And that of course is true. You can't necessarily tell someone's health just by looking at them, right? I mean, I'm a thin person, but that doesn't mean I couldn't be suffering from any number of health ailments. No one is denying that, but a lot of body positivity activists use that to kind of almost assert that just because a thin person may not be healthy, that doesn't mean on the flip side that an overweight person may be healthy or may not be healthy. Don't know if I'm saying that right, but they're trying to assert that just because you're overweight, that doesn't mean you're not healthy. Um, that logic doesn't go both ways, right? It's definitely true that just because you're skinny doesn't mean you're healthy, but at the same time, if you are morbidly obese like Lizzo is, that is a problem health-wise. And it you could say, oh no, but individuals like, no, I'm sorry, the human body is is not meant to resemble a circle. Not trying to be mean, that's just how it is. And we see that Lizzo, a lot of her fans do really support this whole body positivity message. So a lot of people were applauding her, yes, queen. Um, congratulating her for being so fit and in shape. And let's take a look at some of those posts. This person says, anyone can watch Lizzo's onstage performance and see that she is clearly healthy, strong, and has amazing stamina. Lizzo literally plays the flute as she performs. Y'all hate seeing Lizzo love herself and that is so weird. She probably does have pretty good cardio considering that being on stage as a performer is a lot of work, takes a lot of energy. Doesn't mean that she is healthy, though. Again, you can perform on stage all you want, but at the end of the day, if you're still carrying, what, 200 extra pounds on yourself, that is not good for you. And I don't have a problem with the message of don't be mean to fat people, don't bully fat people, you should love yourself, all of that, but you have to understand those messages shouldn't go against actual medical science. And I always say this anytime I talk about this issue, really loving yourself and loving your body means taking steps to take care of it, to live a healthier life. Doesn't mean we're all gonna be 100% healthy all the time, but we should at least acknowledge and know for ourselves the differences between being healthy and unhealthy, which it doesn't look like these people, like these people do. Another person says Lizzo's stamina on stage alone proves that she's healthy. People hate on her and justify their rudeness by saying that she's unhealthy, yet glorify lifestyles that involve frequent drinking, smoking, and more. Being fat doesn't equal being unhealthy, number one being fat is unhealthy at no slight against fat people i've my weight has fluctuated i have friends and family members whose weight has fluctuated it's not a judgment on their character it's just a fact and if we care about someone it doesn't mean pretending their health issues don't exist same goes if it's our own health issues and just because we shouldn't glorify drinking smoking etc which i agree with doesn't mean that glorifying fatness is okay, right? It's, we, we could do neither, right? I think the conversation should be pushing more toward glorifying no unhealthy lifestyles just because we, we promote the idea of, I don't know, binge drinking doesn't mean like, oh, might as well just promote obesity too, right? As long as we're being healthy, in for a penny, in for a pound. Um, and I want to go through now some of the statements Lizzo has made that really, I think, kind of make it not necessarily fair game to talk about her weight, but provide better context as to why people talk about Lizzo's weight so much that 
aren't fat phobia, but before I do, I want to talk to you about my Billy. So if you're anything like me, you use razor blades for way too long because you're too lazy or you forget to actually go get a new one at the drugstore. It's a big problem in my life. Uh, you know, I don't want to get tetanus from a dull and rusty razor blade, and that's where my Billy comes in. Meet Billy. They've recreated everyday essentials by delivering premium razors and high-performing body care directly to you. No visit to the drugstore, no breaking the bank. Go to mybilly.com to get their starter kit for just $9. That includes their award-winning razor, two refill blades, and a magnetic holder that keeps your razors safe and dry in between uses. And Billy is out to change more than the way you shave. They just released three completely clean must-have products to add to your routine. Lip balm, dry shampoo, and face wipes. So stock up. And I wasn't going to show you guys this because mine looks pretty ratchet because I use it all the time, but I love their face wipes. They remove makeup and they also have skincare in them, hyaluronic acid and vitamin C, which is amazing. I use these every day, highly recommend. So they are an Allure Best of Beauty winner and on Nylon's beauty hit list for a reason. And to express a little love for our show, go to mybilly.com slash Lauren. It's a small way you can support us while getting the best razor you will ever own. It's just $9 to get your starter kit plus free shipping always. Go to mybilly.com slash Lauren, spelled my B-I-L-L-I-E dot com slash Lauren. And if you are a male watching this, I think everyone mostly uses razors and things like face wipe, but mybilly would also make an amazing gift subscription for a wife, girlfriend, mother, sister, etc. All right, so a lot of people might be wondering why Lizzo's weight is even part of the conversation surrounding her, and if you're not familiar with who she is, it may seem like the people who even bring up her weight in the first place are being bullies here, but what you need to understand about Lizzo is she largely is the one who is trying to make her weight an issue. Uh, we have a, a list here of all the times, or at least some of them, because there's more out there that she has made her weight uh, a point of conversation. This is one quote from her here. Someone's always going to have a critique. Someone's always going to have some negativity to say about me. So all that matters is what I think of it. And I had to go so deep inside myself and look in the mirror. Looking in the mirror and accepting what's in the mirror is very, very difficult. And right now, I love it every time I look in the mirror. I'm not for bullying. I don't think that calling someone something like a land whale is a nice thing to do or even an effective thing to do if you want them to lead a healthier lifestyle. I, I do have a problem, though, with the idea that we should simply accept obesity. We largely all agree that we shouldn't just accept behaviors like alcoholism or smoking that are also unhealthy. So I'm, I'm a, a bit confused as to why when it comes to obesity, we can no longer point out how it's unhealthy. We just have to love and accept every lifestyle, even if it's damaging. This article, which is by US Weekly, also writes that Lizzo received backlash in December 2019 when she twerked at a Lakers game exposing her thong. She said, never ever let somebody stop you or shame you from being yourself. She responded in an Instagram video. This is who I've always been. I don't ever want to censor myself because I'm suddenly famous. And I don't want to censor myself because everyone's looking at me now. I'm not going to quiet myself. Maybe we can bring up a quick image of the incident in question where she was twerking in a thong. I think a lot of the backlash to that didn't necessarily have to do with her weight. It's just that it's maybe a little bit inappropriate to be twerking in a thong at a, at a public event, but she's the one who seemingly wanted to pull her weight into this. Also, gravity. Brumch. No hate toward Lizzo, but it's just this is not the kind of 
conversation that America needs right now, especially when obesity levels keep climbing and climbing and climbing. And there are a lot of lives out there that are being shortened and impacted by obesity, pretending that it's not the huge public health crisis that it is, is not helping anybody. It might be what some people want to hear, but it's not what's best for them in the long term. It's hard to have these conversations because we don't want to hurt people's feelings, but placating people and telling them they're beautiful no matter what as they, I don't know, roll into their graves at 35, it's it's not what I support. All right, next up, wokeness has infested all media. We, we know this, and it shouldn't come as a surprise to you that it, this also applies to children's media. A lot of you are probably familiar with SpongeBob SquarePants. I know I was a huge fan of the show probably uh, for longer than I should have been. I, up into my teens, at least, played video games about SpongeBob, watched movies, the series, the whole shebang. Well, apparently, SpongeBob is just the latest kid show to succumb to wokeness, uh, and Nickelodeon made sure of that when celebrating Pride Month. Before we get into that story, though, you guys, you need to know about Keeps. So Kyle and Josh were both losing their hair. No shock since the dreaded male pattern baldness gene ran in both of their families, but the way they dealt with that hair loss couldn't have been more different. Kyle kept putting off getting a hair loss treatment, losing more and more hair by the day, while Josh went to Keeps to learn how to keep his hair. Keeps offers the generic versions of the only two FDA-approved uh, hair loss products, the real deal, and the generic versions saved Josh a fortune, and all it took was a quick online consultation. He answered a few questions and snapped some photos of his hair. Then a doctor evaluated everything and recommended the right FDA-approved hair loss treatment for Josh. It was then shipped discreetly to his door. Keeps lets you save your hair without leaving your couch. And to get you started, I got you half off your first order. That's right, half off. So go to keeps.com slash Lauren. That's keeps.com slash Lauren, K-E-E-P-S dot com slash Lauren. All right. So as many of you probably know, because it's impossible to avoid at this point, June is Pride Month. So celebrating all things LGBT plus Q positive. I don't know. Um, we see that a lot of brands have kind of hopped onto this bandwagon. A lot of brands are doing Pride specials or announcements showing solidarity with the LGBT community. And you can now check Nickelodeon uh, I guess add them to that list as well. Uh, this past week, they released this post to their Twitter account. They said, celebrating hashtag pride with the LGBTQ community and their allies this month and every month, rainbow emoji. And then included was a picture of two characters from different shows. I'm not sure of the actual shows. I'm not a huge children's show watcher anymore. I think one of the characters is trans and another is bi. And also included in this post was a rainbow SpongeBob. And a lot of people, when they saw that, kind of went, hmm, is SpongeBob gay? Because apparently, and I didn't know this, there was speculation for a while whether SpongeBob was actually queer, gay, or whatever or not. And that surprised me because A, he is fictional. B, he is a cartoon character in a kid's show, which kind of takes the the fictitiousness of his character just to another level, in my opinion. And also, uh, he is a sponge, right? So not a, not a humanoid character at all. Some people on social media were very happy with this announcement. This person tweeted out, Spongebob is gay, as if he hasn't been in full drag a, a lot of times, literally full 
full couch cushion padding, wig glued boots, the House of Atlantis down pad. So yeah, apparently SpongeBob has a history of dressing in drag. Kind of seems like that's just part of cartoon slapstick humor for a lot of shows. I know Bugs Bunny has dressed in drag as well. Is he trans now? Maybe. Don't tempt Warner Brothers because I'm sure they'd be happy to hop on that bandwagon. Um, but apparently, and this is where some controversy surrounding the sexuality of this cartoon sponge arises, uh, the creator of the character in the past has said that he is asexual, not necessarily gay. And you might be kind of like, whoa, what's happening here? We have this article from Pink News. So it says, SpongeBob SquarePants is asexual, i.e. doesn't experience any sexual attraction. According to show creators, SpongeBob sexuality has long been up for speculation. Who knew? Apparently, I run in different social circles than these people. In the early 2000s, show creator Steven Hillenberg said he considers Spongebob asexual. We never intended them to be gay, Hillenberg said of Spongebob and Patrick in, 20, in 2005. People reported, I consider them to be almost asexual. That kind of makes sense to me. I'm not sure if I would call a starfish asexual. I mean, is, is a rock asexual? I guess it fits the generic term, but... Like, are puppets asexual? It's strange to slap an LGBT allies type of term to what is essentially an inanimate object. The article continues, Indeed, sexuality is a nuanced thing that simple words can't always comprehend the rhythms of sexual and romantic desire in their syllables. Remember, we're talking about a cartoon sponge here. They say, many ace activists sought to remind users that ace folk aren't necessarily aromantic as well. The having of little to no desire for romantic relationships and many ace people are hetero, homo, and biromantic. So this is where I get a little bit confused in the conversation. So I think what, what Twitter descended into debate over and this is, if this isn't a reminder that Twitter is awful, I don't know what is, is that just because SpongeBob doesn't have sexual feelings for either gender, that doesn't mean he can't want romantic attachments to different genders. You know, just a, almost a romantic relationship with no sexual, I don't know, touching. Oh, this is so strange to talk about a sponge like this. And I know some people might be thinking, hang on, isn't that just friendship? I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not the expert here. I'm as confused as a lot of you are, but we have some posts that uh, give us insight into the ongoing debate about this sponge's sexuality. This person says, a lot of people are saying SpongeBob is asexual according to Steven Hillenberg. And I just want to point out that would still make him queer. Aces are queer. He can be a gay ace. He's allowed to wear the rainbow too, guys. Okay, so apparently asexuals are now part of the LGBT whatever sphere, which I understand for people, but again, is it fair to say that a sponge, which experiences no sexual attraction, which makes sense because they're, they're a sponge, is queer? In that case, single-celled organisms are, clear, are queer because they don't experience sexual attraction. I don't know how starfishes work in terms of reproduction. Are they queer? I, I don't know. How, how far open do we want to extend this umbrella? Who knows? This other person says, people acting like SpongeBob can't be gay and asexual. Is he gay and asexual? 
I, I really, I, I don't know. This tweet got 20,000 likes, all right? SpongeBob is asexual biromantic. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. If I understand that right, that means that SpongeBob is not sexually attracted to either gender or any gender, as long as we're going down this rabbit hole, but he is capable of forming romantic attachments to both gender and genders. And to back up his hypothesis, this user included photos of Patrick and uh, Sandy and SpongeBob with both of them. Now, how that affects your opinion of SpongeBob's sexuality, I don't know, but I just wanna say I'm pretty tired of this type of thing happening. It seems like these people always try to bring in politics where they're not necessarily needed. And I know uh, for a long time, people were also debating whether Bert and Ernie were gay or just brothers or whatever. And eventually the creator had to say they're neither gay nor straight, they're actually puppets, which I thought was the perfect answer for that. And I just wish that the creator of SpongeBob would have said something similar. Um, a lot of people were ragging on people who were critical of this, saying if if you don't want to watch a kid's show anymore because the sponge is queer, then you're a bad person, etc., etc. I haven't seen anyone actually mad that they've come out and said SpongeBob is asexual because, again, I guess that makes sense. He's a sponge, but what people are critical of is the need to bring these gender identity politics into something like a kid's show. Why do you need to do this? I don't think you need to do this. And this is a show that's been a lot around for a very long time. Um, I'm not sure exactly how long, but the fact they're only using it now when this is something trendy that brands do, it does kind of reek of rainbow corporatism. That is big brands hopping onto this LGBT train in order to garner I don't know, sympathy and attention from these activists, right? I mean, is this actually going to change the show in any way, shape, or form? Or is this something that they can just say on social media so that they get likes and retweets and seem cool to a whole other generation? I don't know. This is just very gimmicky in, in, in my opinion. And this isn't the first time that Nickelodeon, which is, remember, a children's network, has tried to do something like this, pander to adult ideologues, even though their main audience you would think is children. They are one of those brands that also uh, came out in support of Black Lives Matter. This was, I think, from a week ago. They put out this post. We are all part of the change hashtag Black Lives Matter. And they said Nickelodeon is going off the air for 8 minutes and 46 seconds in support of justice, equality, and human rights. I do not support this for a kids network. I think what happened to George Floyd was very terrible spoken about it a lot. You can check out other episodes, but Nickelodeon, you have kids watching Nickelodeon, um, kids who are, are as young as five, six. If their TV stream goes blank for eight minutes and 46 seconds, that kind of creates a conversation for parents that I don't think is appropriate for them to have with their young children, right? Should you have to explain what's happening with these race riots to your five-year-old, your six-year-old at the prompting of Nickelodeon? I don't think so. I don't think it's their place to introduce this topic into parents' homes. I, I think it's strange. They also included a list of declaration of kids' rights, which don't actually have anything to do with Black Lives Matter specifically, and I don't have problems with them per se. I mean, stuff like you have the right to a world that is peaceful, you have the right to be protected from harm and justice and hatred. That's all fine. It's just they're clearly trying to, uh, I guess, politicize these declaration of kids' rights that I actually think came out in the 90s. But in any case, 
Are you still going to be watching SpongeBob after this? If you do, in fact, still watch SpongeBob SquarePants, you can tell us, okay? I will not judge you. I, for longer than I should have, watched My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. We all have our guilty pleasures. You do you. This is just kind of disappointing, and we see this so often now. It's just... It's tiring and it's a good reminder, if nothing else, to be careful of what kind of media your children are consuming. Don't assume that just because it's on Nickelodeon or it's a kid's show that it's actually kid-friendly content. Who knows what they're going to be slipping into the show next. That's pretty much it for today. And as always, would love to know, would love to know what you all think and we will see you next time.